if your sales team is used to people carefully researching, then filling out the contact form on your site, they're going to not be used to these kind of paid social leads who saw your ad on Facebook, checked you out for five minutes, filled it out because it looked interesting, and then probably forgot about you kind of 10 minutes later. You're listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today we're talking about how to leverage advertising on social media sites, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know if anybody else has gotten addicted to TikTok lately, but I have, I have small children that are around that are telling me all about this new thing. And we want to understand how these leads, how you drive leads on these platforms, but also how it impacts the sales process overall. To help us, we have with us Kevin Berry, co-founder of Right Percent. Kevin, thank you so much for taking time and welcome to the show. Yeah, Chad, it's great to be here. Happy to talk to your listeners. Excellent. So before we jump in, we always like to ask a random question just so the audience gets to know you a little bit better. And I've been on this kick about learning about what people are passionate about. The, those who know you largely through your professional persona or, or digital persona, per se, might be surprised to learn that you're passionate about. Sure. So I actually love singing. I actually busked on New York City subways during the summer after high school with my wow. friend. Yeah. And and we made like a good bit of money. I'm always first in line at karaoke. I don't think any of my my coworkers know that. <laughs> and is that something that you've been you've been passionate about from a little young age? Like, how did that start? Uh, it, it's funny because um, you know I grew up going to church, and in in church you sing a lot, uh, at least in, in in my church. And so you know I I did it then and was good at it. And uh, you know I don't go to church anymore, but I kept that that singing uh, stuff. Excellent. That's great. All right. So for our listeners, just a little bit of context about uh, Right Percent and, and how where you know how you got to this point where you co-founded it and how, how it came into being. Sure. So I'm a co-founder at Right Percent. I started with a partner after doing B2B marketing for about five years. And I, I've been marketing for about 10 years total now. Right okay. Percent is an agency that focuses only on scaling B2B companies. So we don't do anything else. We don't do consumer. If someone comes to us, we, we say no. And we only use online advertising to do it. So mostly Facebook uh, and Instagram plus Google. We want to be the best in the world for this specific niche. And again, that's it. Just this niche. Current clients include uh, DoorDash for merchant acquisition. So, you know, we help them get restaurants into the platform. Zenefits and Brightwheel and a bunch more. But you probably haven't heard of the others. <laughs> Excellent. So lead gen is, I mean, you can't get any uh, into a hotter area in business of all sizes. I mean, I, I, you know, especially in the B2B space, it's one of the things that always shows up at the top of the lists of executives who, you know, are like, what, what's your biggest challenge next year? I need more leads. I need more leads. Very rarely have I ever run into anybody who says they have enough. And so do you find as you work with company, certain types of companies benefit more or less from social media advertising campaign? Does it change by industry? What does that tapestry kind of look like? Yeah, totally. So, you know, we've tested um, at least 30 different companies in different industries with this stuff we do. And here's the bottom line. So 55% of all Americans use Facebook or Instagram every single day of their lives. I don't know about TikTok and so on, but uh, for Facebook and Instagram, it's 55%. That includes 55% of pretty much any target customer. So you're targeting dentists, about half of them are on Facebook, et cetera. And this is where the name of the agency, Right Percent, comes from, by the way. 
you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> got it. I got it. Okay. Yep. So theoretically, any business can find their customers on Facebook because half of everybody is there every day. There's a caveat though. So when you're targeting using Facebook ads, Facebook uses machine learning or AI, uh, scary robot stuff to find people <laughs> to serve your ads to. So if your target audience is too small, the algorithms don't work that well. Our rule of thumb from a lot of testing on, on people who it's worked for and who it hasn't is that you need a market size of at least 200,000 to make it work. So if your target is specifically accountants at companies with over 5,000 employees or only people at Fortune 500 companies, it's not really going to work to scale your business. Facebook is just, the AI is not going to be able to find them that well. It can still help you in some other ways. Like, you know, you can do retargeting to show to like your target leads and like it will help the sales team probably, but it won't be that real lever that'll drive your growth like we aim for with most of our companies. Okay. And when you work with, with clients, are there different ways that you suggest they handle leads that come in through these social platforms versus a, an MQL that comes in through their website or, or an inbound lead that maybe picks up the phone and actually calls them or shoots them an email direct, direct, or one even generated from a, a BDR or an account executive if they happen to have that type of structure? Is there, are there different ways to handle these? Should these be treated any differently than a standard lead? Yeah. So I, this is a really interesting discussion. We get clients with on totally different ends of the spectrum. Like, you know, we'll get, you know, tech startups that have some really cool software, but it's literally just the founder doing sales. And we have to teach them one, how to do it. And two, like if he's hiring salespeople, how do you, how do they handle it? And then we work with people who have, you know, almost no tech stuff. They have a call center of a hundred well-trained hungry agents. And they're like, you know, how do we, how do we set this up? So the first thing to know about leads from paid social is that they're going to have less intent than organic leads. So if your sales team is used to people carefully researching, then filling out the contact form on your site, they're going to not be used to these kind of paid social leads who saw your ad on Facebook, checked you out for five minutes, filled it out because it looked interesting, and then probably forgot about you kind of 10 minutes later. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and you know th that's a common thing, especially if the commission structure is just based on sales. Like People are like, you know, these guys are coming in warm every day. Why should I bother chasing? So my first advice is to either have a special team for Facebook leads or give it to your outbound team if you had one. You know, you mentioned outbound, you know, SCR kind of stuff. Right. If you have a separate team, then, and they only get judged on, on Facebook leads, then they'll treat them all, like they're good leads, they'll close, they're high quality, like whatever. It just takes more effort because they haven't heard of you before. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, if you give it to the outbound team, so, you know, option one, make a special team because then they can just be judged on that. Like the, the stuff all works out. If you give it to the outbound team, they love it because it's much higher quality than an outbound lead who, you know, they're calling people who haven't heard of you at all and are just getting a phone call out of the blue. At least the face people ask for it. Okay. All right. And so if they're, if they're different levels of qualified, that means you, you basically are going to have different levels of potentially content that goes to them, different types of things that you're focused on. So it's going to create even, a, I, I would think, uh, a, a more focus on how do you drive alignment between marketing who has to, A, create the ads and or get them out there. Then, of course, think about the content that needs to hit them as they go through the buying process. This is going to be a little bit different than if, you know, say FNA or somebody sources their own lead. So how do you drive... How do you drive that alignment between marketing and sales so that you're setting consistent expectations with prospects? Another good question. Um, I want to jump back before, by the way, I remember something else for sales. Sure. 
try to set up your sales team so you can track time to call. Because again, like if someone fills out that Facebook ad, if you call them in the next five minutes or email them or, or whatever your, your funnel is, they're going to remember that's why it happened. If you call them, you know, the next day or three days later, it's much less likely you, your connectivity rates can be higher. If you okay. Away. So back to your question about content. So you definitely want to let the sales team know what the ad looks like. And there's two types of ads you can do. So you can do, you know, ad number one, which is buyer stuff. And th that's pretty straightforward. It says the basic features and then the salesperson calls and follows up. And then, you know, you make a good point that sometimes that doesn't work and you want to use some sort of content ad. Content ads can work really well on Facebook. So like, you know, any book for your industry, you know, here's the top 10 ways to do whatever. The content just has to be one related to the decision maker's interests and two related to your product enough. And then you definitely want to let the sales team know, um, you know, what the content is. They get used to selling from certain pieces of content. And um, like I've seen data where when you switch to a new piece of content, there's lower conversion rate for a while because the sales team's so used to selling to the old one. It's so it's definitely a different type of engagement based on where someone is in the in the decision making process, right? With the, the way the human yeah. brain processes all that. So sometimes you're the ad may stoke a hey, you know what? I was kind of thinking about that, but now the ad makes me focus on it versus when you hit them when they're like, man, I, I need to find something that's going to help me solve this problem right away. And they're looking for kind of the ideal solution. You have to handle those different ways. Seem, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I'll be first to admit, I'm not really a, a good at using Facebook and Instagram for our business. But it seems to me like it's a, it's a much uh, more amorphous conversation if you get them on the on the beginning end of that from a social from a social platform is that fair yeah it, definitely so you know the, the there's a lot of different sales scripts that the clients use but usually you know you start with like you know i saw you had interest in this let's talk more about the problem you have the questions and then you can sort of you know go into talking about your product can do and sometimes the answer is, you know, you put them down the line. And sometimes people are, like you mentioned, like hungry and ready to get up. But the salesperson has to sort of suss that out with the questioning. All right. So let's change direction here a little bit. We ask all of our guests kind of two standard questions towards the end of each interview. First is simply as a co-founder, that makes you a revenue executive and or a prospect uh, for sales professionals. And so I'm always interested to understand when somebody doesn't have a relationship with you, there's no referral in, um, there's no trusted connection. How does somebody effectively capture your attention? What works to capture your attention and build the credibility to earn the 15, 20 minutes on your calendar to have a conversation? So for me, you know, I get pitched fairly often by a lot of people who don't really know anything about the, the space I'm in, you know, very generic <laughs> pitches. Um, so what, what always sells me is specificity. You know, tell me exactly what you offer, either feature-wise or exactly the benefit I'll get. You know, if there's a number associated with it that, that makes sense, then, then that works. Just, you know, generic, like, I'll help you grow your agency or something like that. Like, I just throw it out immediately. So it's all about making sure that they understand what you're, what you're focused on and that they can yeah. give you something that's going to be of value. Yep. Yeah, it's actually interesting because one of the biggest things I recommend when you're designing Facebook ads is the headline on the ad should immediately tell the person browsing that this ad is for them by, you know... It, in some way indicating if it's for restaurant owners, it should say like grow your restaurant's profit or whatever it is. Like you, you want to let me know that I know it's actually for me and my needs. Perfect. All right. Last question. We call it our acceleration insight. If there was one thing you could tell sales marketing or professional service people, one piece of advice that if they listened, you believe would actually help them uh, achieve or crush their goals. What would it be and why? Start small and iterate. 
So I've worked with a lot of marketing and sales teams where, you know, they just go back and forth on version one of an ad forever or version one of a sales pitch forever. It's much better to get 80% of the way there in a day and then test and refine. Um, and this is true for a lot of things in life. <laughs> it is very true. Perfect. If if a listener's interested in talking more about uh, right percent or wants to dig in further into your views on on social media advertising and whatnot, where would you like us to send them? They can go to rightpercent.com. Uh, they can also email me directly at Kevin at rightpercent.com. Okay, excellent, Kevin. I can't thank you enough for taking time to be on the show, especially so close to the holidays, which is when we're recording this. Thank you very much for taking the time. Awesome. Yeah. It's been super fun. All right, everybody does it for this episode. You know, the drill B2B revexec.com share the episode with friends, family, coworkers, heck, even put it on a USB drive and stick it under the tree. I'm just suggesting if you like what you're hearing, write us a review. Otherwise, until next time we evaluate selling associates, wish you all nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B revenue executive experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.